Today, it's about choosing the right brokerage for you to fast track your real estate career. This is Dennis Plintz, and this is the Hustle Podcast for Real Estate Agents. With over 15 years of experience and over a thousand homes sold, this is the place I'm gonna share my experiences. The good, the bad, and the ugly. Everybody and anybody that wants to push their business to the next level, let's go. In the early stages of deciding to be a real estate agent, you will have to consider which brokerage you're going to work with. And it's fortunately for me, not something I took lightly and did a tremendous amount of work on, but over the years I've seen a lot of people not really put a lot of weight into. So we're going to cover off the expectations you should have of them, the questions you should ask, the uh, benefits of different brokerages that are in the marketplace. I'm not going to compare ABC Realty to my real estate company. I'm just going to talk about the high level aspects that will ultimately make a difference because I've seen people not choose wisely uh, and fail and I've seen those uh, that have uh, stretched themselves to make certain brokerages work and it does make all of the difference. So choosing the right brokerage starts for most real estate jurisdictions before you get into school. And if you're at the stage now where you're in the licensing program or recently finished, or you're even just thinking of signing up, then this is relevant for you. And I trust it will help you. When you get out into the marketplace and start to ask yourself, which brokerage or brand or colors are you going to work for? You know, you've got to carry your real estate license with a brokerage so that you can be licensed to practice buying and selling real estate in most jurisdictions. I know it's all, uh, that's the case with all of uh, the provinces in our country and likely where you are. So choose wisely and know that you're choosing them. Although, story, When I first started, I had a tremendous amount of fear around getting started. Insecurity, you know, just a a lack of awareness, lots of unknowns. And the decision was a stressful one. And it probably is for you as well. So I want to make it easy by saying, again, you are choosing them as much as they are choosing you. But does the brand really matter? Is it really going to make a difference to you and the career that you're embarking on, which again is the best career that I've ever had the privilege of exploring and working in. So make this decision wisely. Okay, so it's not going to be about fees. I'm going to get that out of the way early. It's not about how much you're going to pay them. It's ultimately about the value you're going to receive, the support you're going to receive at all levels, and the difference that that brokerage is going to make to your career and how well your career goes. We're going to talk about things as basic as how good the coffee is to how well the broker is funded and how well they're going to support you. And when you start to ask yourself, who are you going to interview, you're going to need to make a list of questions, which we'll get into in just a minute. But it starts with, who are you going to call? Which brokerage? Which brand? Which color? Well, the first thing you need to do is ask around your marketplace. Ask your friends and family, who do they know of? Who do you think of? Who do your neighbors know? Who's bought and sold with who? And who has a reputation? You know, who has a good 
reputation and who has a bad reputation is going to matter. Depending on how big the city you're in is uh, will ultimately depend on how many choices you're going to end up with. Uh, But I've got down five to 10 brokerages because that's what I did. That's substantially more, uh, believe it or not, than most people interview. And the five that you start with should include one or two that you can think of because of familiarity. Who knows them? Number two, you need to just drive around. Drive around your marketplace and take note of who seems to have the most market share or the most signs in your marketplace. Because that will ultimately make a difference in your decision, not just to interview, but where you're going to work. So start by asking friends and family. Number two, start by choosing who has the most uh, market share. Uh, And last but not least is who do you know? Who do you know that's in the business that works for a brokerage? Because everybody knows somebody that's in real estate. And do a bit of digging on each of those different avenues as best you can. Then pick up the phone and send a few emails. You're going to need to get in touch with the broker, broker or manager. Usually the broker is the manager. The owner of the office is who you want to meet with if you can. Who owns that office in the best case scenario is the person that runs that office and likely connected to the management team of the office. Schedule some meetings. Let them know you're new, you're excited, you're pumped to be a real estate agent. You'd love to come meet with them and do the meetings as quickly as possible and do as many as you can. If you're going to do five to 10, which is the minimum, try to do two or three a day so you can have a a fair representation of who you're going to be interviewing. And then wait to see who follows up with you. When you set that meeting... See if somebody confirms the meeting. Not likely. It's not often in this day and age, but see if anybody does some immediate follow-up with you. And secondly, I put down, pay attention. Pay attention to how many questions they ask you because how interested they are in your success is going to be determined by how interested they are in you. Schedule the interview And book a one-on-one meeting with the broker or manager that's going to be responsible for running the office and overseeing your business. Then write down the questions you're going to want to ask. Remember, this is ultimately you interviewing them more than they are interviewing you. They probably want you more than you really want to work there because ultimately you're going to be paying them to work there. So the questions you ask are going to really, really matter. Start with, what's your story? Just get their history. And remember to ask questions in a um, curious manner, which I always suggest. Be very curious. Um, Don't be antagonistic. Don't be confrontational. Just be curious about them. Be friendly. Be fun. At the end of the day, just be you. But ask for their story. What's their experience? What's their reputation? Where did they get started? What's their, my favorite question, biggest accomplishment and biggest failure? More often than not, the failure will be tied to something personal, which I love because that's what makes us human beings and is likely going to tell you a whole lot about the person that you're interviewing, their brokerage. That should take at least 20 minutes to find out as much as you can about them, what led them here, what drives them, 
What time do they get out of bed in the morning? What time do they leave at the end of the day? Um, what's the uh, protocol? What is the what are the office uh, procedures? Uh, ask I highlight ask for a copy of the all office policies and procedures manual, which every office has to have. Ask if they have presentation material on the office. You know their value in the marketplace, their differentiation in the marketplace. And as you're going through the meeting, ask yourself, how do you feel about the answers you're getting? How did you feel about your first impression? I know when I uh, interviewed the dozen or so at the end of the day brokerages that I interviewed with, despite my nervousness, I asked these questions because that's just who I am. I am insatiably curious and that curiosity led to uncovering some of these items, although I didn't ask all of them. I do know that one of the things that mattered most was the first impression that I had. So how did you feel when you first walked into the office? How did you feel when you parked? Those impressions not only should matter to you, but they're ultimately going to matter to your clients. How you feel and felt is how your clients will feel about meeting you and doing business. After you've asked your questions, you've analyzed your first impression, your uh, interview impression and how you felt, um, and have you felt like they're a professional real estate organization or are they half-assed and playing around at it? If that feels good, then say, hey, can we take a look around the office? Because you're going to want to meet the team. You know, the team is ultimately the group that's going to be most responsible for your day-to-day operations. The broker is high level, their conveyancing team, administrative team is the team that's going to be Sherpaing, you know, your transactions and your clients. So make sure you feel good about that. Take a look as you walk around the office at the common areas. You know, size of office does matter. How comfortable are the office spaces? How good is the coffee? Do they have bottled water? As crazy as that might sound, Remember, this is day-to-day. This is ideally, most likely, 10 to 12 hours a day of your life. And they better have good coffee because it's also the coffee you're going to be feeding to your clients. Spend time in this interview, this tour. Do what you need to do, likely 60 to 90 minutes. This should not be a rushed process. This is your future. This is the career you've chosen You need to make sure you ask and spend the right amount of time to do this right. Tour the office, meet their team, meet their conveyancing staff, and ask the conveyancing staff some questions. How do they feel about the office? How long have they been there? You know, what's their favorite part of working in the office? What do they struggle with most? Must be a really busy place. How do you keep up to all these crazy real estate agents? Trusting that goes well. Trusting you like the broker. Trusting you have a good feel. Trusting you have a good feel for the team. Then you can start to drill down uh, after you sit back down or even as you're walking around uh, about some of the more specific questions. You're going to ask them about lead generation. Ask what their annual marketing budget is. Ask where they spend their marketing dollars. Ask what type of lead generation system they have. Be specific about how many 
leads they actually generate. How many leads should you expect from them? How are they going to support you in nurturing those leads? Now, I'm going to pause here and say that the actual lead generation from any given brokerage that will be distributed to you is probably a very minimal amount. Count on zero. I pause there, sip of coffee to say count on zero because that's what I experienced. And in this day and age, it's highly unlikely that that is a source you can count on. Now, I'm not saying that leads didn't come, but I'm saying as you ask those questions, if you're getting answers that are overwhelmingly positive and almost seem too good to be true, then they probably are. After you talked about leads, how they're distributed, how they get managed, how they get handled, how they'll support you to follow up on those leads, what their expectation is around that lead management system. And it should be a very ironclad system of how they distribute them, how many they get, how they expect you to follow up and how they follow up with you. If there's nothing there, then you need to be concerned. Then you should ask about the company's financial well-being. Ask about their trust account. Ask about how they hold their deposits, which should be related to their trust account. Ask about their debt. Ask about how many uh, commissions they have that they pay out on a monthly basis. What's their targeted amount? How are they doing? How is this year compared to last year? Ask about their best financial year and their worst financial year. And then, of course, ask how they administer paychecks. Is there a hold period? Is it immediate? Is it automatically deposited? Have there ever been issues with it? And ask the one that I love that helped me tremendously. Ask if they ever have to carry real estate agents. Do they have a policy and or a procedure that allows them to financially support and carry real estate agents when they need it? Story. My broker, uh, when I first started in the business, God bless you, George, by far one of the most generous. And I knew this because the question I actually have at the end, which I'll say now, the, the thing I asked, which is who can I talk to that you think I'll connect with that's in the business? You know, who am I like? Who do you think you would reference as somebody that's helped you? And as I interviewed those agents at that time, I found out that George was not just a great leader in the business, but somebody that often carried his agents financially when they needed it through difficult times. And at any given month was uh, owed quite a bit of money from agents that had no transactions coming in that were going through difficult times. Great question to ask. And the other question is to ask who you should meet. Who can you talk to? Who do you feel is in a similar spot to where you're at? Ask the broker that question. After you've gone through the really great questions about them, the office, the team, the trust account, the finances, lead generation, well then, you get to ask about fees. Now, there's a couple more things important relevant to the fees you pay, but when this comes up, and you won't always get to control the the flow of the meeting by any means, but um, as you get to this spot, whether they bring it up early or later, if they bring it up early, I just suggest that you should be concerned because it's not about the fees. It's about most of what we've already talked about. 
And last section here is about the larger brand and where the fees go and how that gets distributed. But when you ask about the fees, there should be a couple different scenarios. There should be likely an office split, which is a percentage of every uh, purchase or sale that you transact that goes to the house or the broker and a percentage that goes to you. There could be a monthly arrangement, which is a flat fee. You just pay X amount per month, 12 months a year, and that doesn't change no matter how much or how little you make. There could be a capped arrangement, which is similar to the first, which is a percentage of each purchase or sale. Uh, There's a wide range in that, so I can't guess for you and your brokerage uh, that you're interviewing, but each of those percentage points gets contributed towards a maximum amount. That's the arrangement I had, which turned out to be an exceptionally good arrangement early on in my career. (laughs) And I remember, story, one of the first months that I was in the business, uh, and I had never worried about the fees uh, for some strange reason. I think it's partly driven because I was more driven to outperform at the highest level possible and make as much as I could and not have to pay attention to the relatively speaking, small amount of fees. And the first year, which was my second year in the business, that I tapped out, meaning I got a call from the broker saying, hey, congratulations, you've reached the maximum amount for the year. There's no more splits. Credit to you brokers out there. Um, That was very early in the year, that second year, like maybe second quarter. And I called him back to say, like, I don't get it. Like, I, I still get to work and do deals and put your staff through all the work and you don't collect any more fees. And he said, that's right. Congrats. Because he's a friend and I respected him, I'd, I've gone back to him, I think maybe that year or the next year and said, hey, that's a bad that's a bad model. Because again, if you're not getting paid to do work along the way and, and your team or your staff are being taxed at a high level, I think the fees should carry on just to make sure the right support is there. But unfortunately... Side note, the brokerage business has become a commodity business where number of agents matters more at most offices than quality of agents. And hopefully you don't just want to be a number, you want to be someone that is quality. So ask about the splits. Should be a couple different arrangements. Get your head around which one you sense might be best for you. Hopefully it's the one that's got the highest target attached to it so that you set high targets for yourself, so that you can go above and beyond. Um, Side note, I missed one piece here, is when you choose the brokerage, um, I put in here, the brand will matter. And as I transition to brand, I want to say that don't start with the bar uh, low. Put the bar as high as possible for your vision, your dreams, your expectations, so that you can grow into that and you won't be limited by the size or scope or reach of the brokerage. Then get into this very section about the brand. So the broker ultimately is connected to a brand, whether they have a balloon or they wear gold jackets or they're the luxury brand or they're the international brand or they're the local boutique brand. The brand is the brokerage in most cases. And they're often um, high-level franchises and or franchisees for the franchisor 
or they're boutique and local and they hyper-specialize in your marketplace. That will have a big effect on the size and scope of your business. If you want to be part-time and you want to be local and you're only doing this for a few years, then don't listen to most of this because what I'm talking about is growing a massive career. And I think that choosing a brokerage that will accommodate you, a ship that's big enough, has enough seats on the bus, has enough bandwidth, has enough horsepower, has enough reach, is what I did and that's what I would expect you to do. If not, then get the best deal, lowest amount of fees and go hyper, hyper local. Not that that's a bad thing, it's just not my thing. Because the brand will support you. Ideally, at the highest level, like conferences, international conferences, networking, etc., and right down at the bootstrapped local level. You want to drill down on the support that they offer. What kind of support will this brokerage give you in terms of seller's packages, buyer's packages, um, brand loyalty, videos, resources, lead generation, everything you're going to need at the high level that supports you at the local level when you're in front of underline this, the buyer or the seller. How confident are they in you because of the resources the brand has given you, because of the fees you pay, to make sure they're confident in you and the brand. The brand should instill confidence 100%. Now the catch is, very important to note, you're responsible to deliver on those promises and those expectations. So, When I switched, story, uh, when I switched brokerages years ago, I've only switched once in my career. I went from an amazing brand to an amazing brand, just different focuses. And when I did that, there was a lot of questions uh, because of our level of production and uh, presence in the marketplace. Like, geez, why would you do that? And we ultimately switched up in terms of presence and fees, which was very well known. We went from a lower end monthly capped model to an unlimited model that in the industry is known for some of the highest fees possible. And the way I explained it to people is this. The brokerage you choose is no different than the vehicle you drive. And you can drive the same vehicle as me and the way that we are going to drive it will likely be very, very different. I have plenty of friends that have the same SUV as I do. I have had four flat tires in five years. Uh, Actually, five flat tires now. I just had a flat tire with my amazing father-in-law, wife, and two kids in the car. Because I take it over a forestry road, we drive uh, a pass to get to a place that we holiday, you know, 10 or 15 times a year, and there's nobody else on the road. It's a really rough and rugged road that people say you shouldn't go on. And we drive the shiz out of our SUV. Versus most people that call it a luxury SUV and don't drive it like that. What you're going to get out of the brokerage depends on how you drive it, how you work it, how you understand the system. And all things equal, if you're not going to utilize the services, the value, the tools, the resources, the learning, the education, the conferences, the everything else, then you're probably not going to be able to justify the fees that you pay them. I've never had that problem, fortunately. The brokerage is going to help contribute to your success. They're not going to ensure your success. They're going to contribute to it. And when it comes down to the fees you pay, 
it's going to be the person or broker that you'll be involved with most often and their conveyancing team. Therefore, less is not better. Less in fees means less in all of what we've talked about from how good the coffee is to how bulletproof and solid the presentation is when you're in front of the client. So make sure that stuff's good. Make sure it's prepared. Make sure it's relevant. Make sure you feel good about all of the questions you've asked. Because finally, as we end, how you feel in the meeting, before the meeting, and after the meeting is what should drive your decision. Another episode uh, that we've got, which you should check out, is Trusting Your Gut. Uh, Many times in my growth, following your gut, if you've done all the due diligence, the questions, the prep, the meetings, then your gut will likely be the determining factor. How was your first? How was your last? How was your post impression? And the magic will be this. Who's going to follow up with you? Which of the brokers you meet calls you back and you'll be blown away because that impression will ultimately say how much they care or maybe don't care. They may be just really busy and I wouldn't expect many to call you back, but the one or two that do should make it to the top of your list as a consideration because they're the ones that are showing that they care. Remember, you're hiring, you're hiring a brokerage that you're going to work at and you're going to be working with them, not for them in any regard. Ask yourself the tough questions. Ask them the tough questions. Be prepared. Take your time. Choose wisely. And as always, I wish you all the success you can handle and just a little bit more for sure because you're going to need it. Post this, like this, do me a huge favor and share this. That makes all the difference. And if you have any questions for me directly, I'll make myself available as best I can because I want you to have the best career you can in what I think is the best business out there. It's Dennis at Enjoy this amazing day.